0: All right, a couple lightning rounds. Ooh, pew, pew, pew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can you put,
1: put
0: it? oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try and not uh, we're gonna try and do these two categories fast without talking extraneous extra, without extraneous conversation, which is going to be so hard for me. And uh, I I'm just gonna say that this is gonna be no,
1: I'll I'll push you along. I'll I'll let my eight come out and be like, nope, move on.
0: Okay, so so uh, Trey, uh, dramatic movie that changed your life.
1: Dramatic movie that changed your life. There was a lot, but I went with Baz Luhrmann's. William's Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet that changed my life. Uh, it turned me on to Shakespeare, uh, at an early age when I probably wouldn't have given it a chance, but I thought Claire Danes and Leo DiCaprio's performances were wonderful. Um, and, uh, yeah, as Lerman's William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, it's, it's what gave me an appreciation for Shakespeare early on. And I still think it's very good. It's very well done. Uh, and it's a nice modern adaptation
2: claire danes for romeo
1: plus juliet yes yeah love it michael what's your what's the dramatic movie that changed your life
0: magnolia paul thomas anderson's movie about interconnected people in los angeles and they're living their different lives and the ways in which those lives lives are connected uh this is, this is probably my favorite movie. It, it often fights with another one that will appear later on this list. Uh, but some days this is my favorite movie. There, there is a moment in the movie where everybody just stops down in the movie and they just sing Wise Up by Amy Mann. And I love it. Uh, it, it it's one of those things that's either either you love that part or you hate that part. I love that part. Paul Thomas Anderson has has said that it is tonally based on the Beatles a day in the life, uh, that basically he kind of wanted to make a movie that matched the feeling of that song tonally so not narratively but uh, kind of in the way the song develops and then crashes at the end and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think you did a very good job of that. Um, but I, I, I adore the movie. It changed my life in the way of, of how I kind of saw movies, but also I saw it pretty young and it kind of opened my eyes to something that I think we're all pretty well aware of at this point in our lives. But at the time I wasn't. and it And it's just the way that all humans are uh interconnected and that there's nothing we can do about that like our actions affect each other and um specifically the movie kind of goes into the way that children so often have to be liberated from something uh because of their parents um uh the kind of harm that parents can do to children uh and how often we take that stuff with us into the into our presence, and then, uh, but at the same time, the power that kind of we all have to help heal each other. And then, if I'm not going to spoil the movie, but if you haven't seen the movie, it ends on a note that is so completely and unbelievably audacious and out of left field. I just I love it. It it has meaning in the movie, but it it the there's just something that happens in the end that is just completely does a Stacy left field uh, thing and it's, and it's awesome. And if you've seen the movie, you know, you already know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, and then my letterbox review of it, a uh, guy named Rye says, uh, I was just trying to have a good time. WTF.
3: <laughs> All right. Um, dramatic movie that changed my life is 12 angry men. Yeah. Um, and, and really it's a very specific instance. Uh, I was in a, I took a class in college Uh, called Critical Thinking, and it was taught by a a philosophy professor, and we talked a lot about just arguing and how we don't argue, and this was, what, 2004, you know, Um, and we don't argue anymore. We don't argue well. um, We don't converse. We don't share our our opinions well, and so we went through this whole kind of series within the class about about fallacies and and uh and valid versus invalid arguments and and we use that movie to kind of help help guide us through just how to converse and uh so i mean i think i think the the class is what changed my life but that movie has really stuck with me uh as being kind of tethered to that experience um and so that's uh why that movie changed my life
0: i i love that movie it's so good the knife so great sorry Stacy lightning round um
2: I'm afraid to I'm afraid to say this movie of the conversation about crashing and I'm really afraid that this is probably not a good one anymore for some reason I don't know it's crash you're about my oh crash sorry
0: oh okay I was so confused I was like what conversation about crashing yeah (laughs)
2: The Blade, Blade Runner situation. Anyway, uh, American History X was like the first time I kind of entered into the conversation about like prison reform and racism within that system. Um, and then the idea that, you know, someone could go to jail for the rest of their life on a really minor drug charge, that kind of stuff. Like I never really thought about that before within the broader, I mean- that movie, heavy, and all of those things. That was my movie, and Edward Norton is super hot. That's it.
0: I still think that's a great movie. Yeah, it is. I've
2: not seen it in a long time. That's not one that you kind of rewatch a lot. know. Right, that's rough.
0: I rewatched yeah. it a lot. Are um, you really? Oh yeah, I rewatch. Oh. Yeah, I rewatch stuff that people are not. Uh, they're they It confuses them, and I don't. I don't know. I, I, I appreciate. I just appreciate the artistry of it, and like, right. yeah, it's hard to watch, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. So, all right, uh good lightning round, everybody. Lightning round,
3: wow, another lightning wow. round.
0: Trey, morning, 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 morning.
1: Drama film that is your guilty pleasure. You know, I really, really, really love J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. And I think he is just incredible as Terrence Flesher. Uh, The reason I think it's a beautiful movie, I don't feel guilty about watching it per se, but I typically feel guilty while I'm watching it. I don't feel guilty about watching it. I feel guilty while I'm watching it because a part of me as a church choir music director lives vicariously through jk simmons in that movie because of the way he gets to treat his musicians i'm not kidding that is the guilty part of it and and his his you know the the buddy rich aspect of like how they capture this high level of yeah of excellence and collaboration and like sort of the I mean, any choir director or band director or worship leader or, like, any sort of leading musician can tell you the way he acts in that movie. We can't necessarily act that way, but we have 100% felt that inside. We have felt that, like, frustration and anger. I wish sometimes I could express the thoughts that he expresses and even the way he expresses them, including But not limited to my absolute favorite line, maybe from any movie ever created, is from Whiplash. And every single time he says it, he says it multiple times, but every single time I get this like sick inner thrill where Terrence Flesher just looks at his jazz band and just simply goes, my tempo. And so many, every time he says, my tempo, I think that's right.
0: My Tempo, Whiplash. My drama movie that is a guilty, my guilty pleasure. I couldn't argue with you if you told me that this movie was terrible. You, you're probably right, but I can't help it. Uh, we love what we love. And uh, it, it is a movie that I adore while simultaneously, I guess, being aware of issues with it. It is uh, the Cameron Crowe remake of Alejandro Amenabar's *Abre los ojos*, called *Vanilla Sky*. Again, it's another one of those one of those movies that, like, honestly, if you haven't seen it, uh, talking about it gives away too much of the plot. It's another one of those movies that you can have multiple interpretations of it uh, about what transpires in the movie, uh, which I really appreciate. It has because it's a Cameron Crowe movie, which Cameron Crowe has legitimately made great movies, but he's also made not so great movies, but. He's always been good at this, but he's particularly, I think, fantastic in this movie at his needle drops. uh, The songs that he uses uh, at specific moments are inspired. Uh, It has one of my favorite needle drops of all time when he plays good vibrations uh, over something that is just awesome. Uh, And he plays the uh, Beach Boys Good Vibrations. It is, it, it kind of at first glance is seemingly about love, but I don't really think it's about love as much as it is about choice and how choice plays a role in who we are uh, as people and our identities uh, and the shaping of our identities. And it's just, it's one of those movies that the last 20 minutes of it, for whatever reason, just grabs me by my heart and just won't let go. Um, I love it. I just think it taps into something about being human. Uh, that is really wonderful on letterbox. Sam Adams, who is actually a professional film critic says this movie gets worse. Every time I watch it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Landing oh God. Sean. Guilty pleasure. Oh, okay. Guilty pleasure is crossroads. No, not that crossroads. <laughs> But but that is also a guilty pleasure.
2: <laughs> I just I made a face.
3: Also not a drama. No, uh, Crossroads starring Ralph Macchio, uh, the 1986 film um, where he goes to the crossroads to sell his soul to the devil uh, to be able to play guitar, and uh, he takes his buddy with him uh, who um, wants to get his soul back from the devil that he sold to him years and years ago. And then um, Ralph Macchio has to challenge um, the devil's guitarist uh, played by Steve Vai, um, noted electric guitar God, and they they battle. And uh, Ralph Macchio defeats him with his classical guitar ability, um, which Steve Vai uh, was not able to, well, the character was not able to, uh, to, to follow. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. It's uh, it's not great. (laughs) It's pretty cheesy, but I I've always really enjoyed it. I really enjoy the guitar battle scene um, because it's just it's just really I don't know. It's just really uh, cheap and and cheesy, but I dig it. Uh, But anyway, uh, Crossroads 1986 starring Ralph Macchio um, and also Crossroads 2002 starring Britney Spears.
0: In that order, though. I have seen I've seen one of those movies. <laughs> which one? You know which one. Yeah, I do. Lightning round. Stacy, guilty pleasure.
2: Pew, pew, pew. This is a terrible movie.
3: <laughs> Anemic lightning.
2: It is terrible. Um, I don't know why I watch it, but I will inevitably watch it once a year. I will get super triggered by it. I will watch the whole thing through. Even if it's on a channel with commercials, I will watch it. I do not understand myself at all. Um, it is truly a horrid movie. It is Mommy Dearest. fade Dunaway is a freaking psycho in the movie. I watch it every year. I,
1: also I, in real life.
2: I why? I don't know why. And I have done this since I was like a kid.
0: I am not one of your fans.
2: (laughs) It is truly a terrible, horrific movie. It is so cringy. I looked it up. It is two hours and 15 minutes long. It's It's a long one. And I watch it at least once every year.
1: You know, I get watching that movie some, but when you said every time it's on, even with the commercials, you stop what you're doing to watch it. That is like, that's <laughs> so almost fair. like psychotic. What
0: What is that <laughs> movie on? TMC uh, probably.
2: Like, it, you, I don't know. I haven't had- I cable. don't
0: think I've ever come across that just on television.
2: It used to be on like <laughs> TNT or TBS, like one of those. Really? Yeah. Huh. But it is just a horrid, horrid movie. I don't know. Why. I've never,
0: I've never seen it all the way through. I, I don't even know what you're talking about.
2: Oh, it's like we don't use metal hangers, and she's like beating her kid with a metal hanger. Yeah, know? Sean. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's like still, one of the still, most. Still know.
2: That's like one of the most like quoted scenes. She's a psycho. That's McGill. Does blood. her
3: face look weird or something? Does she have makeup or something?
2: She just has like these eyes. Maybe. The whole time, She's maybe I do know crazy. what you're
0: talking about. All right, lightning round's over. Uh, okay, Trey, drama film that surprised you. Uh, in 2006, I don't even think I had ever
1: heard uh, of Guillermo del Toro. Um, I knew of Hellboy, I knew of of Blade Two, and things like that, but I really never had. I don't. I, if I had heard his name, I didn't really. Um, associate him with those films uh and he's probably pretty okay with that he's probably okay to have collected his money and just kind of run from that uh but in 2006 one of my good friends in college uh asked me to watch this movie with him and i said i don't really care for foreign language films that i have to watch the subtitles the whole time but he and a couple other friends convinced me and, and i could not have been more surprised uh with how much i enjoyed Pan's labyrinth um, I, I really did not give it a chance at all. I thought I was just going to hang out. I thought I was going to be on my phone the whole time. Uh, and I get very wrapped up in this fairy tale world, uh, contrasting the the reality of, of war and domestic abuse that Guillermo de Toro wrote. Um, and I think it's just a beautiful thing. And I credit it with, not only did it surprise me for the film itself, but I credit it with, Uh, as being the film that convinced me I could read subtitles and still enjoy the movie in other things. Uh, And so I I won't say I never would have watched it, but what has become uh, really a very high movie on my list, like all time, uh, uh, is Roma which just came out a couple years ago, which I think is a beautiful, beautiful movie. And I don't know if I would have given it a chance if not for movies like Pan's Labyrinth. Um, And then of course, again, Guillermo del Toro, I would have given this a chance, but uh, another movie that's really, really high on my list shape of water. I don't, I don't, I just, it, it, it created a lot. Guillermo del Toro, Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, not only did did he surprise me, not only did it surprise me, but it it opened me up to a lot of other movies that I may not have given a chance, if not for it. So uh, Pan's Labyrinth surprised me quite a bit and I'm I'm very glad it did.
0: I adore Roma. Um, Just wanted to say that. I love Guillermo del Toro and I think I'm in the minority on this, but I I tend to appreciate uh, his more silly work uh than his serious stuff i still like his serious stuff but like give me Hellboy. you like hellboy i love hellboy i like hellboy and i'm not not saying anything's wrong with it Um, when i
1: saw hellboy i liked it i just didn't as i was watching it i did i didn't think oh yeah guillermo del toro yeah it's beautiful poetry which is what i used uh, a lot to describe shape of water which i know that not everyone agrees that it was a beautiful poetic movie but it was,
0: I don't know why I've been pegged in this way. I like shape of water, but just because I didn't think it should win best picture. It's something you told me that Shape I, of
1: Water. if I liked shape of water, we couldn't be friends. That's, That's not true. That is not true.
0: <laughs> I, I really if shape liked of water
3: wins. I will burn the Utica to the ground.
0: I really, <laughs> I really liked the shape of water. I did. I think I, there was just something I liked more that year. And then it suddenly it turned into, God, why does Michael hate The Shape of Water?
2: I don't remember it what a, it was, but that was a gear where there was a lot of legitimately good
0: stuff.
1: Was it Three Billboards? That was the one everyone thought would win. Even I thought Three Billboards would be
0: Shape of Water. I mean, I, water. I liked that better than Shape of Water, but I don't know if that's what it was. I don't remember. That
2: was going to be on my overrated list.
0: Oh, God, I love I that liked,
2: movie. I thought it was too. terribly boring. Hmm. Sorry.
1: Mm. Sorry. I wanted I to put it said You somewhere. chose La La Land. But I did
0: not. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Dramatic movie that uh surprised me. Uh so this this was one of my favorite movies of last year. And I don't know, you could call this a cheat, but this is referred to as a film, so I'm saying it's a film. The uh st- Michael left turn <laughs> Steve Steve McQueen, uh who is a uh director, he did uh, twelve years a slave most most famously he made a series of films for amazon and called it the small axe series uh and it's just i think six films and that all take place in london during the 60s and 80s in west indian immigrant communities which i believe is where he grew up and one of the one of them is called lovers rock and uh it is basically, there's not a lot of plot to the movie. It's basically about two people who uh, meet at a house show party slash party. And what, the, what, the, what Lovers Rock is, which I had no idea what this was before uh, I watched this. Lovers Rock was a, a genre of music that was popular in London in the mid seventies that was a mix of reggae and r and and uh, very like crucial to that community. And they would do they would set up these house shows just around. Uh, they, they just go set up at somebody's house and there'd be a DJ uh, and they would just go and, and dance and sing and basically the entire thing takes place over one night at this party. And there's there's just there's one scene where there's sometimes in movies where, a director will really commit to a, a scene a, a, and really let it play out. And there's, there's one scene in the movie where literally the camera just starts fixating just on the crowd in this little house as they're listening to this music. And there's, and for, I should have looked it up. I don't know how long it is, but it seems like at least 10 minutes. Uh, It's just nothing but the music and them dancing and singing to it. And at first it's one of those things where you're just kind of like, okay, get on with this until, until it starts to, you start to really just kind of feel it. And it, and it I think is one of the most powerful scenes of last year from any movie. I, you, I can't describe it other than just like, He captures something truly transcendental and so very culturally specific that is just beautiful to, to observe and, and feel like you are invited into it is a powerful, powerful thing. The best, the, the best way I can describe it is you're watching church, um, happen in front of you in real time. It's, it's beautiful. And I, 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 uh, Recommend the entire series; uh, they're all really, really good. Uh, but Small Acts on on Amazon uh, is really good. The Letterboxed review I have from one of my favorite uh, film critics, Matt Singer. Uh, keep in mind that he he reviewed this and and watched this movie uh, during the like the very middle of the pandemic last year, uh, and his review says: Imagine going to a party.
1: <laughs> That's good. You <laughs> said it was the
0: Lovers Rock.
1: This is the specific one. Lovers Rock is the name of it.
0: Yeah, Lovers Rock. One of the best things, period, that I was able to watch from last year was just was Small Axe in general. But Lovers Rock is really good. And then I would also recommend Mangrove out of them too, which is also fantastic. All right, Sean, drama film that surprised you.
3: All right. <clears throat> this is gonna be weird because it's it it actually kind of it just surprised me i'm not sure i even like it um (laughs) it just surprised me uh and that is a a movie that came out last year on netflix by spike lee called the five bloods hell yeah have you seen it oh yeah it's great okay it is it is uh, when i when i turned it on it is not at all what i expected I was locked in the entire movie, but I was also uh, fascinated by like the incorporation of, of uh, like black historical figures within the storytelling of the movie itself, which I, I guess I'm not familiar with Spike Lee. I, I, I don't know if he does that kind of thing in all of his movies or not. I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. And uh, but, but really just the, the story itself, the, uh, the way that they portrayed flashbacks Um, was interesting and um, it it really I honestly I put it on because I I didn't have anything else to do and it kept popping up as suggested on Netflix and I watched it and uh, it just surprised me it was unexpected it was just unexpected I I didn't what I turned on was not what I thought I was going to watch
0: yeah I, I I love that movie I think it's I think it was really good Delroy Lindo was legitimately robbed. Like he should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And I'm, I cannot believe why, or I don't know why he wasn't. And his character in that movie kind of scratched a intellectual itch of mine in in terms of, and, uh, you know, I get that this is, you know, this is a very white dude thing to be perplexed at um, in terms of an observer.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But one of the things that, I, that I've, uh, from the beginning of the Trump, era uh Mm -hmm. have been perplexed by is is black supports for trump um and you know not understanding obviously nuances uh of thought and where you know people are coming from in that regard um and so delroy lindo's character in that movie uh is a trump supporter yeah They play it for laughs sometimes, but then they also, but I I think it also is one of the most, one of the best like representations uh, of that mindset. It's very easy for you as a white guy to go, why would you support Trump when it's because you feel safe in so many ways that the norm is safer. For you, there's just so much going on in that support that ties back into like society and into how uh, Black people have historically been treated. And again, like not being all in on the status quo uh, not seeing the status quo as something that is safe. Again, it doesn't, it it doesn't paint a picture of like, Oh, I, Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe Trump isn't that bad. It doesn't do that. Right. But it, but it does paint a picture of in term, at least in terms of how Spike Lee sees it, uh, who obviously is not a Trump supporter of a kind of somewhat compassionate take on almost the tragedy, uh, that there are, people of color who see who, who could see Trump as one way out of something. Right. Um, it's a rational
3: level headed explanation that, that I don't think you hear.
0: It's challenging. Yeah. It's yeah. very challenging. And, and, and like I said, I think he, I think he knocked that freaking role out of the park.
3: Yeah. He was amazing.
0: Yeah. That's a great
3: movie and beginning to end. Yeah.
0: Mm hmm. Also Chadwick Boseman. Right. One of his last movies. Yeah. Highly recommended. Landmines. Uh, Mm. (laughs) Stacy, Drama film that surprised you.
2: This movie surprised me because the people that were telling me to watch it were church ladies. Like all of my little church ladies kept telling me to watch this movie. And, um, so i thought it was going to be very like i don't know what i thought
0: you can't do buttercream gang again it's not it's not allowed you can't repeat true
2: um call me by your name
0: wow church ladies yes! recommended that
2: yes right all my little That's, church ladies.
1: Uh, right? this is another stacy left turn but in a different way hold on yeah. which which Only church because of the setup
2: My current church.
1: Okay. That makes a lot more sense. sense. Yeah. Those aren't really, but those aren't like when you say church ladies, that's not what you think of.
2: But they are. Yeah. 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 So I was expecting like some church lady movie, something very tame. I don't know, but I was super into this movie. It was just so good and beautiful and angsty and like all those things that you feel when you're young yeah, I really loved that movie and it was just beautiful. Like the images, the it was just beautiful. The cinematography was gorgeous. Yeah. I really liked that movie.
0: That you feel that shit. Yeah. Like that's a you feel that movie.
2: And the parents in that movie? Oh. Oh my god.
1: So
0: great.
2: Yeah, but it just was not what I was expecting from a group of church ladies.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think, I think Timothy Chalamet should have won something for that. Um, Yeah, he really did. I watched that movie, I actually watched it on a plane. Um, You know, they, they have those options you can choose on the, or they used to on the seatbacks. And a lot of times they're new releases if, uh, Academy Award nominated type stuff. And I chose that one and I thought it was just a beautiful, beautiful film. And I think he should have gotten more recognition also thought army hammer was a really good job but i would now like to rescind that (laughs) yeah buddy army hammer did do a great job but i would like to not have him in that movie anymore
2: what happened
1: Uh, oh yeah oh he's a bad person yeah
2: i missed something oh he's a
1: bad person yeah like, not even like, oh, I he's, shouldn't even say he's a bad person. Like, he is a deeply, he's disturbed. deeply disturbed
2: person. Yeah.
1: There's like all sorts of fetishisms and some potential cannibalism
0: type stuff. Not like actual, but he, but yes, he gets off on cannibalism.
1: He's I mean, not eating anyone,
0: Trey. Well.
1: What? He's asking people to cut off pieces of their body so he can eat them.
0: Yes, but no one's done it i'm just saying like there is a i don't know i don't there's a there's got to be a line somewhere
3: actually get the chance to eat someone
0: between
1: like if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it doesn't make a sound
0: i don't understand
1: if if you if you crave (laughs) eating human flesh whether you do it or not doesn't make you less of a cannibal so uh to go know. with call That's me a, by your name this is a silly if you're conversation. attracted to men but never act on it you're are you gay? you sound
0: like thought police trey
1: <laughs> yes if i just know.
0: think about murdering someone i can just go to jail for murder because now i'm a murderer no but that doesn't mean that you don't have the desire to murder someone. but it doesn't make me a murderer i have to kill you, someone i have to murder someone to become a murderer
2: but it does make you gay by the way it does
0: Wait, what? wanting to murder someone.
2: You just said that <laughs> so, murdering people. Makes if you're a attra- if you're a attractive- No, I, I knew what you were doing.
1: I just really enjoyed okay. like the loose connection of the dots with the break it- in between. Murdering no, them. but if you want to murder someone, you're definitely gay. <laughs>
2: no, if you, if you are attracted. Yeah. To you are you don't have to yes. have sex with yeah. it to yes. be gay or to be yes. strict so
1: if you want to eat human flesh you're a cannibal whether you do it or not
2: i mean uh,
0: i don't think that works i feel well. like let me I, I feel like it needs a different word is just what i'm saying
3: and a cannibal curious <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You heard it here first, folks. Cannibal Curious. Army Hammer Man. is cannib- cannibal. Curious. That's got to be a death metal band name
2: somewhere. Okay, which one <laughs> is Army Hammer now. Which one is he? Uh, he's the older
0: guy the social media? Oh. The Vink- Winklevoss twin. Mm-hmm. What was that called? Yeah, there's the cannibal thing, but also like he just he apparently treated a lot of women like absolute dog ass, uh, and a lot of just effed up stuff. He again and and like I I read a whole thing about like his dad and like his dad was really disturbed, and so like there's just a lot of there's just a lot of disturbances in that uh, family. It seems wasn't a a lot of it
3: communicated through like Instagram messages
1: know oh, Something or
0: some, some sort of
3: social, some social media. Somewhere. I think it was Instagram
1: messages, though. Not, which is Not funny. smart. It's a funny, a, that's a funny, super reliable and anonymous source. Not smart. Who yeah. does
2: that though, and doesn't think they're going to get caught or? Don't know.
1: And well, I mean, people like him. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the whole like psychological complex of I'm so big and famous, nothing can happen to me. I'm untouchable. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Right. That I mean, that's I classic in, sociopathy. I was in the Lone Ranger. <laughs>
3: What I can do, I was in the Lone Ranger. I can do anything I want. <laughs> I'm the Lone Ranger. He I'm kept
0: yelling, Ranger. I'm the Lone Ranger. And we didn't I mean, know what that I, meant. <laughs> I do this movie with Johnny Depp.
1: I do these movies with Johnny Depp, and no one talks to him about his problems. So,
2: how did I miss all that?
1: I'm, uh, I don't know. It was a pretty big, pretty big deal. Like, noose. News,
0: news. I'm, I'm disappointed uh, in Army Hammer uh, because of that. And I and and I feel for uh, those women who had to deal with him. Uh, on a on a second plane, I am also disappointed because uh, Luca Guadinho, or however you say his name, I'm probably just butchered it. Uh, who who made Call Me by Your Name? He's he said since like releasing that movie that he wanted to do a sequel, set like ten years after. Where they meet up again, and now I I feel like that is not going to be happening.
2: Yeah,
0: you could do it with someone else. Yeah, it's true. Do it with this twin. Yeah, get the other (laughs) Winkle Good idea. Where's he at? Is he into? Is he cannibal curious? (laughs) We are cannibal
3: curious.
1: (laughs) And the oh lead God. singer's
3: name would be Army Hammer. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to play. I like to play. I like to play.
1: Well, and regardless of Army Hammer's whole thing, Call Me By Your Name is a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yes.
0: Yeah. He, can't, he can't tear it down. He cannot. Can, with his cannibalism. He can't. We won't let it. him.
2: Good God.
3: Way to bring it back, Trey. Well done. Wow. That was impressive.
0: Stacy, I really want you to see this movie. There's this part with a peach that is so beautiful. (laughs) Trey, drama drama film that you should have seen by now.
1: This one will be very short. Uh, There is, um, there's no reason I shouldn't have seen this movie. I've seen so many movies and I'm a little bit ashamed to say I've never seen it. And it's one thing that it's just, it really hasn't, it's just not something on the forefront of my mind because it's a significantly older movie. And it's one of those things, if you've not seen it in a specific circumstance or you don't sit down specifically to see it, it's not one you just think, hey, I should sit down and watch this. And recently, actually on the hard line, they were talking about it. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I've never seen that. It's arguably one of the greatest movies ever, uh, uh, ever made. And uh, probably inarguably the greatest sequel ever made uh movie i should have seen my now i've never seen the godfather part two yeah that, I, that I, I, i'm shocked at that I've, not- I've never seen i've seen the godfather but i've never seen the godfather part two uh and there's really just no reason um and it, it was uh bob on the hard line was talking recently about how he showed his son the godfather And they were talking about whether they would see the Godfather part two. I was like, oh my God. And it's one of those things that like every three or four years, it comes up in some way. And I'm like, I've got to watch that. Uh, And for one reason or another, I just never get around to it, but I need to, it is now at the very top of my to watch list. uh, And I'm going to, there's no reason I shouldn't have as much as I watch movies, as much as I loved the Godfather. um, I need to see it, but the Godfather part two, I should have seen it by now. There's really just no
0: excuse
2: it's the third one while you're at it
0: from what i've heard i could not watch the third one and be okay the third one is a terrible it's just it has the it has the 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 uh really unfortunate uh place of having to follow two of the greatest movies ever made yeah does that make sense like it's it's and so compared to that it it in no way even begins to reach the heights of of those but there's i don't know there's some good stuff in there that i that i appreciate especially well concerning a certain character but it also has one of the worst performances uh, by any human being in any movie ever made and it's sophia coppola who makes fantastic films she herself is a fantastic filmmaker not a great actress (laughs) <laughs> not a great actress and and yeah like a lot of people that's that's a very common commonly held opinion is that the godfather part two is better than part one is it really oh yeah oh yeah I, I've, a lot of the things i've read about it have been that that it
1: is it's the greatest sequel ever made and yeah. it is it far exceeds the first one
2: i didn't think it was that great
1: oh mm. so the well first i mean
0: person literally i've ever heard say that so I, I, I will say that I, I do, I think the first one is better, but not by much, but I do, I prefer the first one for whatever reason, but, but part two has its reputation for a reason. Uh, well, it's a
1: movie that I know Becca would have zero interest in uh, next weekend. She is going on a bachelorette weekend and it is the very first thing I have on my list to watch. So awesome.
0: That's great. Oh, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you get to watch Godfather two for the first time.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about
0: it. I wish I could do that again. Okay, movie that I should have seen by now. Uh, see, this is one of those movies that again is uh, is kind of like Godfather 2 in the sense of like, it is a classic movie. It is revered. I could be wrong about this, but I don't think a lot of people in our generation have just flocked to see it. Uh, but me being the uh, movie dork that I am, this is kind of, for just whatever reason, I've just yet to watch it. I uh, I want to watch it. And I'm talking about Casablanca. I know oh, every I know everything that happens in the movie. Uh, yeah. I I mean I it's the movie is so popular that it's basically been written into our DNA as a culture. But I've never actually just sat down and watched it. And so yeah, it's Casablanca. And uh, the letterbox review comes from Ava, and I'm very curious uh, by this review. She says, my mom paid me $20 to watch this with her and explain it.
1: <laughs> but but then I want to know her explanation. Me too. She should have included that. Yeah, uh, I, that's likewise. I, I think that's shocking that you've never seen that. Mostly because um, if you turned on TMC... Uh, <laughs> three times a month every single month for a year you'd come across it at least nine or 10 times um it's you know it's it's always on there you just like stacy you can turn on tmc you can watch it with the commercials actually commercial free on tmc if they're doing it uh, as a as an actual feature which they usually do but it's a great movie tonight after I, after <laughs> mommy dearest the opposite the opposite of what you just said about godfather I don't think it's one of those things that really trends in you watch it, you appreciate it for what it is as a classic movie. It's not something that most of our generation is going to turn on and watch and be like, wow, I'm really moved by that. It was something that happened. It was really good. It's a great movie for its historical value. And I think anyone who enjoys film should see it.
0: Yeah. I've seen it. Like yeah. There's no three, reason. Three times. I think there's no reason that I should not have seen it by now.
2: I watched it with like my high school boyfriend and I don't remember a single thing about it other than I watched it with my high school boyfriend. Is
1: that because y'all were in the theater that Sean worked at making out? Because <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely showing that at the cheap movie theater. <laughs> yeah, that's still too
3: high class for uh, Park Central 6 though. It's, uh, we were too busy with Monkey Bone,
0: <laughs> Just like Casablanca. Just like Casablanca. Exactly. It's the Casablanca of Brendan Fraser films.
2: Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. it Surely has never been uttered.
1: Yeah.
0: I bet it's you Like he has. cannibal curious. <laughs> after after Brendan Fraser made crash, I bet you he said that about Crash. This is like the Casablanca of Brendan Fraser films.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. And so look so. at him and say, were you in that? I thought Jimmy Smith was in that. Oh,
0: that was Jimmy Smith. No, it was me. No, I'm pretty sure it was Jimmy Smith. Do you know Jimmy Smith? <laughs> Can
3: I get his <laughs> autograph? <or?
0: laughs> uh, all right, Sean. You should have seen by now.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't think I've seen this. I don't think I've seen it but I definitely should have. And that movie is Schindler's List. Mm. I don't oh. think I've ever seen Schindler, Schindler's List. You have I'm not seen Schindler's, Schindler's List. Or Schindler's that's, List. That's
2: one of those movies that if you've seen it, you know yeah. you've seen it. I don't
0: I think it. let want to take a peek see at see Schindler's it. List. What is he What is he writing down? Sorry. Yeah, um,
2: George Bumperville. Hey,
0: guys, I'm Schindler, and this is my list. <laughs> Popcorns yeah that's it's it's groceries. groceries yeah okay that's yeah. groceries
3: yeah. uh no i've never seen it i mean i know like the basic plot but i don't i don't i know very little about kind of the 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 story itself so anyway but yeah
0: the, the question we is, had it
3: on vhs when i was growing up i know that
0: uh, the double vhs uh, the double
3: vhs yeah
0: that's when you knew you were in for an important movie when it was like when pearl it was harbor a, when it was a double the gods VHS. and generals braveheart yeah. braveheart yeah yeah the important yeah, question move. isn't have you seen Schindler's List? The important question is did you make out during Schindler's List? Oh. No. Oh, sorry, that was a Seinfeld reference that I thought Trey would get. And then he gave me that look. And so I don't think he did. I don't remember that. So I'm going to move on. Yeah, Jerry gets caught. By some friends of his parents. They see him making out with his girlfriend during Schindler's List. Oh, it's yes. Big, it's this big. De- his mom, yes.
1: During you made Schindler's out during List. Schindler's
0: List? Yes.
1: I remember that now. Yeah. When yeah, I think great. of movies related to Seinfeld, I always think of The English Patient, but that's a different episode.
0: Yes. Schindler's List is really good. I would I would recommend a watch uh, okay. if you're in for that kind of thing. I mean, you're definitely signing up for the Holocaust with it. It's jerk. Uh, it is heavy. You know, uh,
2: Very much the Holocaust,
1: yeah. right? Very I, much a, the Holocaust. Another thing that maybe has never been uttered before. I know we're, we're going
2: some ice cream.
3: We're going full Holocaust. I get
1: it. Also, Qui Gon Jinn,
3: right? Yes. And black and white except the color red. Is that right? Yes. For
2: a yes. little while, right?
3: Has okay.
0: that been spoiled for you? Yes. Oh man, that's such a great, terrifyingly sad bit. It is yes. Yeah, there's not much to say about Schindler's List. I, I mean, I, I. The, although I will say this, that's another one of those movies that I will rewatch, and people look at me like I'm insane. But again, it's a it's a gorgeously shot film. Uh, it is. It's some of the best in terms of how just the beauty of the of the images, despite so many of the images being horrific. The cinematography in that movie, it, probably my favorite from Spielberg. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very good. And I, and like I said, I think it's really watchable too. Um, It, it, it tells a, I think a very fascinating story. Like it's not just a document of horrors. It, it involves you and even, you know, and even uplifts a little bit at the end, as much as you can be uplifted in a movie about the Holocaust.
2: Yeah. Get a brownie. It's my screen.
3: (laughs) Stop trying to get me to get food.
2: Front
1: load, there. Uh, get get a some ice cream. Get a brownie.
2: No, I mean, really. <laughs> We're going to need it.
1: It is heavy. It is weighty. But, like Michael said, I think there's uh, like the storyline of the camp administrators versus the actual prisoners. And there's a lot of good intertwining there and just development throughout. It's all around. It's a good movie. It's heavy and it's weighty. But I don't think it's weird to rewatch that. I think that's something more people should rewatch because not only is there heaviness in the the subject matter, but it's also just a well done movie that that can help draw you in a little bit more to the subject matter and the seriousness of what happened. It's one that I probably come back around to every four or five years and just rewatch because it's been a while since the last time I saw it. It's a it's a really well done movie.
0: Ray Fiennes is also really good in that
1: he is very very good at it and
0: I think that's the first time I ever took notice of him or saw him in anything uh, but he's he's really really good in that he's not a good it's dude definitely. but he's really good in it oh you, his character yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I thought, we, I thought we were about to have an army hammer moment I Ray was like, Fines is not no, eating not people Ray, f- <laughs> Ray Fines is not eating people
1: it's definitely <laughs> his second best character ever I want a t-shirt part. that says Ray Fines is not eating people <laughs> There have That's been very, several de- t-shirt
2: worthy phrases tonight.
1: Ray Fines yes. it
3: is not eating
2: people. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like, I, think I used to say that? We really?
3: don't it sounds wrong, but are it's you not. upset
0: about it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> should he be? <laughs> oh god, Ray that really Fiennes would be a good t-shirt. He's snitching on him? <laughs> Ray Fines is not eating people.
3: Sounds wrong. It sounds like it should be R. Ray Finds are not eating people. Like it sounds so so I'm getting hung up on the is. Ray Fines
1: is not eating people. Oh god. That would be
0: a great t-shirt. Please make that. All right, Stacy. Film that you should have seen by now.
2: Um, I've never seen Scarface before. Ooh. Which I feel like is weird for me. I like those kinds of movies. I've just never seen it. That's all.
1: Have you seen The Godfather and The
0: Godfather Part 2?
2: All of them. All of all of them. All of the Godfathers.
0: So I... Eating cannolis. I, I don't like Scarface. Uh, and I... and I That could have gone, honestly, under my overrated because it's... I considered it there, actually. I, I it's just... It's
2: so much a part of like...
0: Yeah. Pop culture? Yeah, Lord. 100%. 100%. Yes. Like, I do think, I do say, like, you should watch it just because, like, of its pop culture, whatever. Um, but, but yeah, a certain, I don't know. That that movie took hold with a certain kind of dude. That likes to hurt people. I don't really, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I don't know. It is a, it's very broad. It is a extremely broad movie. Uh, it's Pacino at his most hammy. And maybe that's maybe that's a selling point to some people, um, but like, he that it's just he he goes all out uh, in that thing. Yeah, I was never, but I just never. I remember watching it and just being like, I don't really get what the big deal is about this. And I and I and I like Brian De Palma for the most part, the director. Um, he's made a lot of good movies. He's also made a lot of bad movies.
2: Yeah, I've just never. I've never seen it. I've never even like stumbled upon it.
0: It's definitely
1: not something you would stumble upon. They're not showing that on television. Yeah. You'd have to see it out. I like Scarface. The reason I asked that is because The Godfather, if you're talking about like sort of like gangstress time, The the Godfather is, people tend to compare them and it's The Godfather is an infinitely better movie. Um,
0: The The Godfather is like a nice wine and Scarface is like shotgunning a beer.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good way of putting it. Yeah, if you've seen The Godfather and see Scarface if you want, I think it's good. I like it. I don't have any problem with it. I just, I I wouldn't necessarily say it's something you have to see. Maybe for the pop culture value, like they said, sure, go ahead. But, you know, we all have limited time on this earth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll watch Buttercream Gang one more time and then...
1: That is that was not going to be on my list of recommendations to watch above a scarface.
0: And and Goodfellas is like snorting like the best coke.
2: I don't know if I've seen that.
0: I've not seen that one. Oh, Goodfellas is.
1: All you have to do is see the Ray Liotta meme and it it literally looks like he has just snorted the best kind of coke. <laughs> Trey, movie that you love. This was hard. There's a lot of movies I wanted to put here. Uh, and, but after a long time of thinking about it, uh, I narrowed it down to two. And I think the only reason I picked this one over the other one was because of the the leading actor in it. I, I, I want to just mention the other one. The one that I didn't pick was A Beautiful Mind um but it was it was second on my list and that's why earlier when you said I think it was the 2001 best picture beautiful mind won best picture in 2001 and so I was like oh god please don't start off by saying the movie I love is a movie you hate <laughs> a, a beautiful mind uh, is is a movie that I loved it won best picture in 2001 Russell Crowe won um actually I don't think he won best actor but he was nominated but um it's one I've always in, really enjoyed and it was really hard for me to pick between that one and and this one but ultimately uh, the movie that I love comes down to for me uh, everyone has as reasons they love movies like a distinct thing that always sticks out to them and for me it's acting um, it's it's if a movie has, really bad cinematography, really bad direction, even not so great a plot, not so great writing. It can be redeemed in some ways by exceptional acting for me. And uh, there's one actor who uh, he, in my opinion, his his portrayals, he can't go wrong. And I think he took a a great movie with great writing, uh, great cinematography, great visual effects and, and, even superseded what could be uh, expected of him uh and it was daniel day lewis in a movie that i love there will be blood um which is easily um i'm not necessarily saying uh, the movie that we love should be one our all-time favorite movie but there will be blood is easily a top five movie for me that and a beautiful mind both are uh but Just the the writing of it, all of the themes of capitalism and religion and how they coincide, coincide, the really, really incredible visual effects of the way they use the cameras in certain scenes were with Daniel Day-Lewis's monologues all culminating in who I think will go down as the greatest actor to have ever lived, Daniel Day-Lewis, just really bringing... um, daniel plainview the character to life uh in a really scary way it it, you know he has this he's very well known for being a method actor for living out his his character's uh lives and personalities and i think he has probably never done a better job of that than with daniel plainview uh he really brought to life the greed and depravity of capitalism and religion coming into to one place and meeting uh so it's a dark movie it's not one you would think people would necessarily love to watch but i uh i guess what michael's talked about several times i've watched it multiple times and i have never grown tired of it i've never not noticed something new every time i've watched it and i really just think it's it's a really, really deeply, darkly beautiful movie.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's. I think it is a perfect film.
1: Yeah, just from it is.
0: beginning to end, there is not anything that isn't exactly as it should be. Um, and
1: I like No Country for Old Men. I don't want to take anything away from No Country for Old Men, but I was obsessed with it from the moment. And I don't know if there's been a year that I've been less upset that a picture didn't win best picture. Uh, even though No Country for Old Men was the more critically acclaimed, it's probably stood a little bit better the test of time, but there will be blood lost to No Country for Old Men. And I like most years I have a, a, a best picture that I like and I'm like, oh, I really hope it wins. I really hope it wins. And then if it doesn't, I'm like, oh, well, you know, life goes on. I was like visibly... And and vocally upset about it for a while afterwards, like to anyone who would listen, which was pretty much nobody. That that there will be blood should have won a best picture.
0: There will be blood is another one of those movies that I. There there are some movies that are structured almost like a joke, and what I mean by that is is like, and and yes, this sounds very basic, but you'd be surprised if you really like watched a lot of movies and like saw how like this actually doesn't occur in movies, but the idea of like, you have to have this part for this part. You have to have that part for this part. You have to have that part for this part. It's all, it's set up, set up, set up, set up, set uh, up until the very end of that movie, which is like a punchline for something that has been seeded throughout the movie, like commenting on, like Trey said, capitalism and religion, capitalism and religion, capitalism and religion, and then punchline at the end of the movie and perfect. And we're out cut
1: to black. And one of its biggest criticisms was the ending, which is so funny to me because the ending so perfectly summarizes the entire movie. Like that you could ever think the ending would, would be any different. Like Mm -hmm. the world kind of sucks at times and people are greedy and they're, they are, there are people who are not inherently good and, and, just because you want a happy ending or you want something different, you want there to be change. That doesn't mean, it. you know, I don't believe that Donald Trump's going to wake up tomorrow and just suddenly be a good guy. He's still going to be a greedy guy who's out for money and out for power. Like <laughs> it's, it's not all movies are supposed to end happy or good. They're supposed to end kind of how the real world might end.
0: I haven't, I don't think I've watched that again post Trump. That would be an interesting lens to see, to watch that movie from now. Yeah. Also, pro, I mean, probably my favorite current uh, working film director is Paul Thomas Anderson. I just think he is a master craftsman. And I think that is arguably his best movie, even though I said Magnolia was my favorite. He did Magnolia, didn't he? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and but I but I do think you could make a very good argument that There Will Be Blood is his is his pinnacle, is his high point. Uh, movie that I love. So this is uh, this is the movie that kind of uh, is in constant is constantly fighting with Magnolia for my favorite movie. This one. It just may not be your cup of tea. And I, and I get that Jenny hates it. I don't think she even finished it. It is Terrence Malick's, the tree of life. Terrence Malick is a very, very unique different kind of filmmaker who goes to the beat of his own drum uh, and makes movies the way he wants to make them. And his movies are often not focused on narratives, use heavy amounts of voiceovers from different characters based on like, from in a way of like, what's going on in their heads. And th- this, this term is used a lot, the term tone poem, but I, I think that fits what Terrence Malick does perfectly. It creates a tone And what you are watching is not indicative of, you know, like a linear novel, like what you were watching is kind of like filmed poetry. So uh, the tree of life, it's, it's, it's kind of loosely based on his own upbringing uh, in Texas. It focuses a lot on just what it's like to be a child. And uh, you have Brad Pitt in it and Jessica Jastain, they're his parents, this little boy's parents and, the movie kind of takes their characters and uh, sets them up as the idea of grace versus nature nature being brad pitt's father character which is just about trying to survive and domination fear judgment all that and then grace represented in his mother uh jessica chastain's character and and uh, one of the one of the lines that the little boy, again in a voiceover, will say throughout the movie, he'll say, "Mother, father, always you wrestle inside me." And so, not only does it tap into this idea of what it's like to be human and and that wrestling of grace and nature, but also what it's like to be a child, what it's like to to have the kinds of things that your parents instill in you both good and bad um, and how those things are things that wrestle inside of you for the rest of your life. It's a movie that uh, if, if you asked me, uh, I want you to, to recommend a movie that is, that is about life itself, which is a very pretentious thing. But to say, if you asked me that I would in a heartbeat, say the tree of life. When I say that, like the movie literally, like it, it creates its own context immediately by beginning at creation. Like the movie itself begins at creation. There's literally dinosaurs in the movie at the beginning. And as it progresses, uh, you know, you then start to focus on this family. And that's a good representation of what to me, the movie does, which is, is create this context of, and, and basically this idea that again, you are a part of something so intricate, so big, and you would not even be here, you know, if the dinosaurs were not just randomly killed off by a meteor, like that had to happen for you to be standing here right now. Like this entire thing is a miracle and you get to be a part of it. And it, it sucks. Sometimes it's really, really hard, but at the same time, there's reasons for living and there's, there's, there's love and grace and, and peace and things to, to live for. Oh, I can't, I can never describe it well uh, because it's so good. Uh, and so, like I said, it's one of those movies that you kind of have to be kind of prepare yourself for uh, it, it, To me, it is a very worshipful experience. Um <clears throat> I, it wrecks me, uh, at the end, I become a sobbing mess and I come back to believing in love again. And, uh, it's, it's a movie that I need in my life. And I'll end with this from Karsten Runquist on Letterboxd: Holy. And I mean this in the most genuine way possible shit. I've. Uh, I guess I'm a little shit. I don't think I've ever heard of it. It
1: doesn't. And I guess mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised by it because it's pretty widely acclaimed. In the little bit I just searched while you are talking about it, I have no recollection of it.
0: It was nominated for best picture, I believe. It did not.
1: Yeah, work. it was. I just saw that.
0: When did it come out?
1: 2011. Oh.
0: It's one of those that is very. It's very popular with like hip Christian pastors, which
1: also i mean like i mean brad pitt sean penn jessica uh Justine, like mm-hmm. it's not like it was a indie film made with actors from you know the latest actors from nyu or anything you know it's it yeah. has a claim to it mm-hmm. it has weight to it i, I i'm i not surprised i haven't seen it or anything i'm surprised that it has it is not something this is probably the first film we've mentioned tonight that i don't feel like i know anything at all about it i i can't honestly say the buttercream gang (laughs) even that one i was like i'm pretty sure i've heard of it Uh, i may have even seen it but this one it's not even like ringing bells there's Uh, no
2: way that trey has not seen buttercream gang (laughs) that one
1: as soon as she said it i was like oh my god i'm having like this visceral flashback right now buttercream (laughs) buttercream buttercream I don't know. I, I really want to go watch it now. Um, like I
0: said, I don't, I don't know how you would even market it. Terrence Malick is very popular among film nerds. He's, he's one of those guys that is very reclusive. will come out of the woodwork and make a movie. He's, he's known, he's known for shooting tons and tons and tons of footage, sometimes with big name actors because they want to work with them. And he's also known for like, just after editing a movie, just completely leaving actors out of his movies like their character just isn't in the movie uh, because he was like no nah, it doesn't fit and like I said his 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 movies are they're they're not everybody's cup of tea and I get that but anytime he makes a movie it's kind of an event for film uber geeks and then they fight over whether or not it was good or not. Yeah I think it's an incredibly power piece uh, powerful piece of filmmaking. Uh, and possibly the most powerful piece of filmmaking I've ever gotten to experience. Sean, drama movie that you love. Yeah. Um, the one, I I actually had several that
3: I was really, that I've kind of switched back and forth a lot, but uh, ultimately I, I landed on the Shawshank redemption. I just really enjoy it. And, um, and I think it's, I mean, the story of redemption, the story of, of liberation and friendship and, and, uh, um, I don't know that I have much more of I guess a deeper kind of appreciation for it um, beyond those I mean pretty pretty big themes but yeah I've, I've, I've it's one that I didn't see for a really long time. I mean I, it must have been maybe just a handful of years ago that I watched it for the first time, but it's become one that I really love and uh, and appreciate
0: That might be like the most universally beloved film yeah it's like I film. feel like no one. Hate Shawshank. Like everyone loves Shawshank. Um, it's a movie. It is just yeah. It 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 is a movie. Like it is just yeah. what movies were made for. Yeah. And, and also Tim Robbins. What's he doing? Being married to Susan Sarandon. And uh, not really. He directs some. He was in Castle Rock, that show on Hulu. Hulu.
1: Hulu. I mean, if someone said. Tim Robbins. I would say Shawshank Redemption and they would say, now something else and I would go. Bull Durham. Sh- Shaw- Shawshank Redemption.
0: Seen the Hudsucker Proxy? Hudsucker Proxy, hell yeah. I
1: don't hmm. know what that is.
0: Cohen Brothers film. That yeah. sounds like a, one something you more, just
1: made up. One of their, it sounds more like of George
0: Bumbleberger, Underrated films.
2: Uh, it's George Bumbleville.
1: Bumbleville. Oh, you're really latching on to
0: this character.
2: I wrote it down.
0: <laughs> uh shawshank is also like i think one of the most rewatchable films ever made
2: yeah i think
3: that's
0: another reason i love it man that thing is rewatchable like yeah it's just so good and you really i mean morgan freeman you just can't go wrong yeah, yeah. why do they call you red i don't know maybe because i'm irish <laughs> no i like i want to go watch it now <laughs> That's how good it, it is. Like uh, you mention it and you just want to go watch it. It lives in,
1: and I probably watch it every two or three years, maybe, but it, it just lives in my Netflix library. Like I put it in there when Netflix was still young and it has just always mm-hmm. been there. And every so often I'd go back and flip through and I'm like, oh, let me watch it. My, my list. That's what I say, saying. Not my library, my, my Netflix, my Netflix, my list it lives in there and i just go back every so often i'm like oh yeah it's been a couple of years i'll watch that again did it win best picture no
0: oh really i don't think well was- probably not it's too widely appealing well it was like so it was famous for like uh being a box office bomb like nobody went and saw oh, it really yeah and and it it's one of those movies that they that uh, is generally at the uh, in the conversation when you talk about movies that got a second life on video and that's that's when people started watching it and that's it, and so it kind of became a if you can call that big of a movie like a cult sensation but it yeah it was a box office bomb but it went to video and for some reason and people started renting it and telling other people and it became like a sensation after its theatrical release interesting
1: now that I know it was a box office bomb, I would have expected to have won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like anything with with like widespread commercial appeal can't win the Academy Award for Best Picture. They need it to be something like artsy and off the charts. Sometimes a lot here lately. Green a Book. Lot. Green Book. Well, Green Book wasn't like it. Still wasn't like a box office smash.
0: Yeah, it should not have. It made won. a ton of money. Really. Yeah.
1: Was it after a one though? No. Oh well, there you go.
0: Uh so I was wrong. It was it it uh so uh it did receive uh seven Academy Award nominations, uh, but it didn't win any.
1: Mm. So it was um
0: it lost seven times, is what you're saying.
2: Do You want to know the movie it, that I love right now?
0: Uh Stacy, what movie do you love right now? I it, do you mean right now, or is this your actual, like,
1: it's your love list?
2: Um, I love it right now in this moment.
0: But it's but not on it, your actual list? Is this your
2: yeah, choice?
0: Okay, all right.
2: Yeah, I'm just paper cutting my eyeball. I would like to preface this by saying I am not happy about the buy erasure in this movie. But other than that, I think this is an amazing, amazing movie. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie that I love right now. I really liked it. I thought it was beautiful and I thought that Rami Malek was just so fun to watch and there were a lot of feelings and that whole creative process and music I loved so freaking much. Loved it.
1: Rami Malek's fantastic in it.
2: He really is.
0: I don't love that movie.
2: You really don't?
0: No. I like, like before it.
2: Before you didn't love all that like angsty creative It's not good enough, maybe it is. There's gotta be something more out there.
0: I had really high hopes for it. And I think that may be one issue. I I love Queen so much that I I was so excited for it. uh, And it may have just not lived up to expectations, but I liked it. I thought it was fine. I just didn't, I didn't love it. I, I will say like that final Live Aid performance is badass like mm-hmm. bad ass that is tremendously good
2: it was I, I loved every bit of it except for the whole i didn't love that they made it very clear that he couldn't possibly have been by i didn't love that part
0: right and that's part of what bugged me was just like well that's i mean that was that's pretty pretty crucial to to freddie mercury as a person
2: yeah and he, um, it was clear that he what was her name I don't
0: remember
2: I don't know but it's very clear that he absolutely loved her yeah and wanted her in his life like they remained friends for the rest of his life but I, I deeply believe that he was in love with her and attracted to her and also to me mit- like I think he the man was by.
1: I guess I didn't get that from it what was there anything specific in the movie that made you feel they were erasing that side of it
2: yeah, so whenever the, the woman that he's with finds out that he was with a man or something, there's something where she says, like, you don't love me because you're gay. Like, she just flat out says it.
1: My problem with the movie is related to what y'all are saying, but in a different way. A lot of people think that this was a biopic about Freddie Mercury, and it wasn't. Um, it was supposed to, I mean, like, obviously, he is the front man, and he's, he's the main character, and queen he's what people associate but that was sort of the creative differences in it from the beginning i think um i agree with what you are saying but i think the problem is they should have made it more about freddy than they did if they had they would have been able to have time to incorporate some of the more nuance of all of that but
0: i disagree i think the movie was entirely a freddy mercury well, but I, mean, I they, mean, that was, the, they, that it was, was their mostly choice about him.
1: Cause he was, no, it, their choice was not to make it entirely about him. That was the reason Sasha Baron Cohen walked. It was a whole thing between Roger Taylor, Brian May, Brian singer, and shasha baron uh, baron cohen it was really highly publicized that he wanted to make a freddie mercury biopic that was all about him and entirely about him but they brought in more nuances of the band's relationship with him about the band's development and yeah obviously it's mostly about him but it also shows quite a bit about brian may and roger taylor in the early like development of it And he wanted to make a movie that was entirely about Freddie Mercury's life, his development, his growth uh, from beginning to end, all about him and completely and totally about him. And they wanted and Brian uh, May and Roger Taylor wanted to make a movie that focused on Freddie, but from the aspect of Queen and, and how Queen rose and how he was a part of Queen and he was a member of Queen, not a movie about him specifically knowing about freddie mercury i didn't think they they swept a whole lot under the rug but i think that's really just because i filled in pieces myself i filled it in with the old narrative of what i knew about freddie mercury which is probably a problem because if you're watching the movie and you don't know anything about freddie mercury it's very easy to for those things to get lost
2: yeah i mean i think they they blatantly were like you're gay you like men that's it Like there was a line that was drawn. I
0: I don't, I don't really like Rami Malek. Uh,
1: You don't like him or you don't like his performance? I
0: don't like his performances. Uh, I don't, I don't like him as an actor. He creeps me the F out. I'm going to send y'all later this YouTube clip of him being interviewed. Like he, he is, he's, he's creepy. He creeps me out.
2: Does he also eat people?
0: Man, I would not be surprised if that dude had a basement full of bodies. Like, I'm not even kidding. He creeps me that is
1: out. uncomfortable.
0: He creeps me out. All right, well, that's us for this evening. All right, I don't know when you're listening to this uh, or if you even are listening to this. I don't know what time it is where you are. And you know what? It's not my job to know. So uh, shoot us a email at KellerBearHasAPodcast at gmail.com. Give us some uh, ideas for lists we can do uh, or give us your opinions or uh, tell us to please stop. Please stop doing this. Uh, You don't want us to do it anymore. Uh, In which case we'll say no and we'll keep doing it. So from all of us here, we just uh, want to say that's a bobcat. That's a bobcat. Good morning. Good morning. Pew, pew,
1: pew. Oh my God! Get up! Get up! Get up! Get
2: up! Get, thief, get, get up! Out, get
1: up! Get up! Watch out! What's happening oh, right
0: now? Oh, shoot that Good morning. It's a boy! a it not my wife.